What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Maestro, and you are listening to a new episode of Fears Unfiltered. That's right. I'm back like y'all's boyfriends after they spend the holiday with their main chick. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a break. But just like y'all let them niggas creep back in y'all house like they didn't just spend a whole weekend away with their family, I need y'all to not ask me why, Ben. You know, it's been a crazy few weeks. And um, a lot has been happening and I just needed a break. I just needed some time to get my life and my head together. And uh, yeah, so keep that same energy that y'all do with them raggedy niggas y'all fucking with, okay? Because uh, I'm I'm not here to give you an explanation. Life happens. You lose things and you gain things. You lose people and you gain people. And I'm not here to go through the whole list of everything that I've been dealing with the last few weeks I took the time that I needed and I'm back to give you the bullshit that you like on the show. So to everyone that reached out, that text, that call to check in, I love y'all deep. Um, I appreciate it. It was necessary to everyone that harassed me about when is the show coming? Where are the episodes? I mean, the support is amazing. I'm really happy that you guys enjoy the show and all of the work and energy that I put into it. And so, you know, your girl is back. And that's really the only explanation I plan to give. So let's get the show started. All right. So this week's highlight is none other than Beyonce Giselle knows Carter coming heavy with the latest Ivy Park drip. And listen, this collaboration with Adidas has been amazing for Beyonce and a godsend for the rest of us I believe this is like the fourth drop since they've collaborated with Ivy Park it's like mama is hitting all the seasons and so we got I think January 2020 was the first drop she did two recently I don't know if it was like one in the summer one in the fall I can't remember the timing but now we have Icy Park and (laughs) I mean, she just doesn't miss. Like, what do you do when your fave just doesn't fucking miss? And I was surprised um, when she announced it. I was also off social media, so niggas sent the shit to me. But she's giving us, like, you know, winter wonderland themes. I love that she included Gucci Mane in the fucking promo. Like, Icy Park, of course you have Gucci Mane. Like, what? She's given us several sneak peek photos and just looks, uh, listen, I'm not here for the latex look. Like, I, it's just, is giving me a lot, but she looks amazing. A lot of the other designs are like cold winter themed. It's like a winter weather themed collection. So you have puffer jackets and fur coats and gloves and scarves and beanies and Meanwhile, you look at this shit and forget that Ivy Park is supposed to be like workout shit. Like, I just love Beyonce. And um, yeah, I am here for Icy Park. The newest collection will be available um, on February 19th. If you niggas love me, get me a little piece of the collection this Friday. The good thing about being a bad bitch like me is I don't need y'all niggas to get it. I can get it myself. I feel like I miss every drop though. Like I put shit in my car. I get distracted for like two seconds with work or something. And then all of the shit is sold out. I will not be caught slipping this week. My birthday is coming up. 
And so this will be part of my present to myself. I do not plan on missing Icy Park. I'm gonna find something in that fucking collection that I like. Um, the new collection has like five new footwear styles with the Ultra Boost and the Forum Low and the Forum. I am getting something from Icy Park. So it would be nice if you niggas gifted me something since my birthday is coming up and y'all claim y'all miss me so much. But whether you get it or I get it, I am getting Icy Park. So thank you, Beyonce, for continuing to just bless the people and um, be a doer of God's work. Love you, Queen. Now let's get into a little bit of celebrity news and gossip. I, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't even know what I call this section of the show anymore. Like I don't. <laughs> maybe we need to rebrand i can't think of it right now but y'all know what it is it's just mess and bullshit so we're gonna kick it off with um justin timberlake and this pains me because i am a justin timberlake fan but honey he got on social media this week crying a river for janet and britney spears and we got to call spades a spade and not a big spoon shout out to my brother-in-law for that for that saying but he made a statement on his instagram account on Friday, issue an apology saying that, you know, he made some missteps during the controversies that surrounded, you know, the Super Bowl with Janet Jackson and his relationship with Britney Spears. And child, he didn't get into specifics, uh, but he did say that he regretted his part and talked about how he contributed to a system of misogyny and racism. And my problem with JT's statement, is this about 6,528 days too late? The Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident happened. Shit, what Super Bowl was that? I, I, can't, I don't even know how long ago that shit was. I believe Michael Jackson was still alive. So that should tell you how long ago it was. It was a very fucking long time ago. His relationship with Britney Spears, a very fucking long time ago. And... He kind of drugged Britney after the breakup, you know, made it seem like she was crazy and whatever, whatever. And I get that we are in a Me Too and Black Lives Matter society now. But when these apologies come this late in the game, it's hard for me to feel like it comes from a authentic place it feels very much like i have an image to protect and let me go ahead and make a statement so i can go on the record saying that i was an ancient individual but god knows that i've changed again i love jt i don't want to say anything bad about him he's always like on my list of if i would fuck a white man now i would never would because i just i'm just not attracted to white men but if I could be, he would be one that I want because just, oof, sexy back. But anyway, that's not the point. I digress. Um, Justin, you could have kept this. Um, you have gone on to marry your stale white woman and y'all have two kids, beautiful family. We don't need the fake support with you pretending to rally around Britney Spears and rally around Janet Jackson on the heels of the Super Bowl, which just always serves as a reminder of the bullshit you put Janet Jackson through when you pulled her motherfucking nipple out, but let her take the fall for, for indecent exposure. Like you didn't know what the motherfucking con was like, sir, I, what you said was factual. You definitely benefit from a system that is built on misogyny and racism. I just wish you would have said this 525,600 minutes ago. Seriously. Because at this point, it just doesn't feel authentic. But 
thank you, I guess. I don't know. I ain't forgiving shit unless Janet Jackson tell us to. And I know she made a statement. I didn't really look at what she said. But unless Janet get on a track with Justin or she is like, hey, I, you know, I forgive that nigga. He know what he was doing. Bitch, I'm going to always squint at you. Sorry, Justin. <sighs> In more misogynistic news, Meek Mill and uh, Takashi Teriyaki 69, whatever that man name is, they got into an almost physical altercation outside of a club in Atlanta. Now, these two have a history of throwing shade at each other. Um, Meek heavily criticized Takashi for cooperating with the feds during his racketeering case. And, you know, Takashi has said on several occasions that Meek has worked with the feds as well and all this other stuff. But the short story of it is Meek was at some club. He came out, was walking to his car with his crew and security. And then Teriyaki pulled up on him with his camera out and started yelling about him being a rat and a fake gangster and um you know it's just just a bunch of mess and truly i don't give a fuck about either side of the story um this feels like teriyaki doing uh overtime trying to get people to accept the fact that he snitched and gave out information during his case to keep him out of jail and wanting to direct that energy at meek Meek can't keep his motherfucking ass in the house, so he always running into some issues. And so I don't care about either person's perspective. For me, if you motherfuckers was at home in this panoramic, we wouldn't have this to talk about. That's really what it boils down to me. Why y'all can't stay home? Meek, why are you leaving the club this weekend? Like, I, I, I just... If you was at home where you supposed to be like the rest of us, social distancing and, you know, just trying to get through COVID, you wouldn't have to worry about teriyaki rolling up on you in the parking lot at the club. I just want y'all to stay home. So they have both um, released and removed video evidence from their social media accounts. But, you know, the shade room got it and we saw what the exchange was and it's all dumb. Like, at the end of the day, Teriyaki, you need to make peace with your God that you snitched. And Meek, I need you to find something to do other than be in these people clubs. And then we won't have this to talk about, okay? A lot of bad bitch news this week that I'm excited to talk about. First up, City Girls from the 305, okay? Ghetto booty, pretty face, thick thighs. Yes, ma'am! The City Girls are now moving from music and adding tv to their repertoire and i you know i can't help but stand Issa ray announced recently that she's working on a new show called rap shit which will be co-executive produced by the city girls it was announced a few weeks ago that this upcoming season will be the last and finale of insecure and so Issa Rae is still adding to her resume and will be producing an eight episode comedy series with the city girls. And essentially it will chronicle their life. The show will be about two estranged high school friends from Miami who reunite to form a rap group. Sound familiar? The show will be written for HBO Max. The casting, I believe, is underway right now. And the production is scheduled to begin this summer i am thrilled for the city girls like 
truly this is how you secure the bag for real for real i know what they rap about fucking niggas for status and bags and money and all of that stuff but in the real world this is how you secure the motherfucking bag you link with people who know what they're doing who can really make quality out of your story and so Issa Rae seeing the value in their story and figuring out how to monetize and creatively make that an opportunity for them honestly here for it bad bitch alert Issa I'm tuned in I'm ready to watch you have got to get the last season of Insecure right I'm not saying I won't watch rap shit if you don't but I really need you to finish strong with Insecure. But I'm really, really excited about what they're going to do on HBO Max with Rap Shit and the City Girls. So be on the lookout for that. I'm assuming it's going to come 2022 at some point if they're starting production this summer. But shout out to Issa. Shout out to the City Girls. The Floridian in me is very, very excited about this. Y'all ever wonder what happened to Winter Santiago? Well, baby... In a few short weeks, you won't have to wonder anymore because the sequel to Sister Soldier's best-selling novel, The Coldest Winter Ever, will be coming out. The sequel is titled Life After Death, and it will chronicle Winter's life after she nears the completion of her prison bid. Now, if you don't know who Winter Santiago is and you've never read The Coldest Winter Ever, I, I'm inclined to revoke your black and brown girl card because I feel like every black and brown girl worldwide has read The Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier. I remember when I was younger, I wasn't a big book reader. I had a lot of life shit going on in my childhood that, you know, for me, it was, it was a lot about survival. I didn't read a lot. And I remember spending one summer with my cousin and she was like, girl, you got to read this book. And I read The Coldest Winter Ever and my God just rocked me to my core. And so the sequel book is set to release in early March. That's not even the gag of it all. That's that's not even the gag. Like for people who love The Coldest Winter Ever like myself, like you would think that would be enough. But the gag of it all is that legendary actress, Nia Long, will be reading the audiobook of the sequel as Winter herself. Nia motherfucking Long. Think of all of the great black classics. You gonna see Nia Long somewhere in there. You gonna see her in The Best Man. You gonna see her in Friday. You gonna see her in Boys in the Hood. Like Nia Long is just one of those staple people. And to have her as the voice of Winter Santiago, that just is like icing on the cake. I just don't know what else to say about that. And so I'm excited about this. I am definitely going to buy the book. It has been, what, two decades? I think the coldest one I ever came out in 2000. It was something like that. I was young. And, you know, people have been wanting to know, like, what the fuck happened to Winter? Baby, story of this Brooklyn bread drug dealing badass. I'm ready to see what happened. Winter did a bid, and I know she was a bad bitch before she went in. I know she a bad bitch coming out, and I'm excited about it. So 
Really excited for Sister Soldier to continue her trademark. Really excited to hear Nia Long do the audiobook for it. I'll be buying. I hope you'll be doing the same. So I was going to get on here and talk about Tisha Campbell's and Tashina Arnold's new show. But truly, I don't care. Like, I tried. You know, Pam and Gina are, you know, one of my faves from the iconic TV series, Martin. They are lifelong best friends. And we were introduced to them back way, 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 way back when Little Shop of Horrors came out. And then, obviously, we loved them on Martin's classic sitcom, and it was recently reported that they're teaming up for a new talk show called Tisha and Tashina Have Issues. But I don't care, and I really don't think the rest of us do. Like, we love them for the nostalgia. We do not love them for anything new. What they're reporting, according to Entertainment Tonight, is that each episode of the series, which is going to be filmed in their home, will welcome a celebrity or public figure for an intimate and candid conversation the alleged twist is that they'll be joined by one of their closest friends or oldest confidants who will give them fresh perspective blah 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 girl no (laughs) it's currently in development and they're hoping that it'll be uh picked up by networks and streaming platforms spoiler alert Tisha and Tashina nobody cares like seriously unless y'all are talking about a Martin reboot we just don't care and that's not shade I love them both um probably Tashina more than Tisha Tisha's annoying to me but girl it's just the moment is over we don't care and I love to see black women winning and thriving so I do hope that they get picked up um but I'm pretty sure that they won't because we don't give a fuck at this point in time But best of luck, queens. I was going to talk about Al Sharpton's messy ass and this divorce from a wife that I think many of us didn't know he still had. But honestly, girl, who cares? Y'all go ahead and file for divorce. Y'all been separated for over a decade at this point. So just go ahead. I know it's cheaper to keep for Al, but you're going to have to come off off the coin. End of story. And that's going to wrap it up for the news this week. Let's get into what their eyes are watching. Their eyes are watching can be summed up in one word. Impossible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. Impossible for a plain country bumpkin and a prince to join in marriage. And four white mice will never be four white horses. What did Whitney tell us? Such fall to roll in Philly D, of course, is impossible. Yes, God, honey. Cinderella is on Disney Plus. And listen, I think I speak for myself and the people when I say we are totally here for it. The 1997 adaptation of Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella starring the legendary Brandy Norwood and Whitney Houston has landed on Disney Plus. And this is the first time the movie has ever been available on streaming, which is a huge milestone because if you recall when the movie came out in 1997, it was not critically acclaimed. The critics did not enjoy that this was a multicultural take on an American classic movie and 
honestly, it's the culture who propelled this movie forward. And what, two decades later? We are still living from Brandy's role um, as the first black Disney princess and Whitney Houston's amazing portrayal as the fairy godmother. I mean, this movie was totally colorblind. Bernadette Peters played Cinderella's stepmother, white woman. The king was played by Victor Garber, white man. The queen was played by Whoopi Goldberg, black woman. And the prince was played by Filipino-American Paolo something. I can't remember his name. But there was really no stone unturned. And truly, because Cinderella was a fairy tale, we really didn't have to justify that. It was integrated. It was magical. And it was great from the casting to the music. It was just an unapologetically diverse production. And while they didn't realize that they hit the mark in 1997, I think the fact that this movie is still popular and renowned two decades later means that y'all did it right. And so I am just so happy that in my personal opinion, the best and most iconic version of Cinderella ever is now available for streaming. So if you have not watched Cinderella on Disney Plus, make sure you go watch it. I would also be remiss if I didn't give a special shout out to Natalie DeSalle, who recently passed away. We mostly know her from her role as Nisi on BAPS, but she also played one of the stepsisters in Rogers and Hammerstein's uh, Cinderella and with Brandy and Whitney. So if you have not seen it, please go watch it. It is truly, in my opinion, the best version of Cinderella out there. And that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. Okay. So their eyes are watching Cinderella on Disney Plus. Okay. Before I get into the maestro moment, I want to introduce you all to Maestro's Mailbox. What is Maestro's Mailbox? Maestro's Mailbox is a safe space. A lot of times I talk to friends and listeners of the show about a variety of different topics. And I love having those conversations one-on-one, but a lot of times what we're experiencing, a lot of people are experiencing, and I would love to share those conversations and that feedback and advice on the show. So Maestro's Mailbox is a safe space. You can send me your show recommendations. You can send me questions about work drama, Uh, your friend drama, relationship drama, you are 1000% confidential. But we'll talk through that advice on the show. And if you listen to the show, you may hear your question. And we'll answer it as a family because at the end of the day, I don't have all of the answers, but I have some of them. And if anybody can learn from things that you are going through, I just really want to be able to share that with all of the listeners on the show. So if you have a question, a suggestion, a thought, please email me at maestrosmailbox at gmail.com. That is M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S mailbox at gmail.com. So the maestro moment of the week is going to come from the topic, God replenishes what he replaces. I need the congregation to listen and hear me clearly when I say that you are going to lose things in life. People, positions, 
things that is a part of this journey that we are on. But when God is in the mixture of what you're doing, everything that you lose will be replaced tenfold. And so part of my hiatus is because I was going through these life changes where I was losing things and particularly people and relationships that I had placed so much value on and seasons were ending. And that's really all, all it is. There's no tea, no shade. Seasons were ending. And it triggered me because I had no concept of what I was going to do without those things or those people. And I wasn't spiritually sound. I am a preacher's kid. And so I always think because I can quote certain scriptures or I can do praise and worship that I was sound. And I spent the beginning of 2021 fasting and praying because as I was losing these things, I was like, Lord, I don't, I don't know what I'm about to do. And what I noticed is that as I lost the things, he was replenishing and replacing. And I think because I shifted my mind from woe is me. Oh my God, this, this terrible, terrible thing is happening to me. I shifted to Lord, whatever it is you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. I don't need to understand the why at this point. It takes a second for the human mind to conceptualize the what and why of God. But I had shifted my posture to, Lord, whatever it is you want to do in my life right now, um, just don't do it without me. Take me along with you on the journey. And what I found in that, y'all, is that everything that he replaced or that he pulled out of my life, he replenished. Example, you guys will recall I got on the podcast and I was all in my feelings, knee deep in my feelings about the job that I had lost due to the pandemic. I'd worked really hard for that job. I gave my all to that job and then COVID happened. And of course they could have kept me, but they didn't. And I was, I was distraught. I was upset. I was hurt. Um, I questioned what my purpose was and it was a hard thing for me to process. Fast forward to now, I got a job, um, Q4 of 2020 and I have never in my life ever been more at peace in a position professionally than I am now. I have a better pay. I have a better title. I have a better leader. I have people that support me and while work is always work, you know, you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. I have never been more satisfied professionally as I am right now. Now, if you had told me that when I got laid off, I would have called you a liar. I would have said, no, there's no way. I like this was the job. And though I wasn't totally happy with my boss, though I wasn't totally happy with the job that I had, like this was this was the role for me because I couldn't see as big as God could see for me. And so what I want to say to all of you listening is that, you know, 2020 and maybe for some of you even now, it seems like we are losing a lot. We're losing the things that seem to have been normal or the things that we have become accustomed to. 
But everything that God is taking away or shifting or moving um, or replacing in your life, he's going to replenish. It's up to you to say, God, I trust you in this season. It's up to you to say, Lord, whatever it is that that's happening, um, I'm going to accept that and allow that and embrace that. But God don't miss ever. I mean, I've had relationships that have fallen apart and have devastated me, devastated me. And then God brings new people and things in your life that open your eyes to why other things are not working. It doesn't mean the devastation or the hurt that you feel from the things that you lose are not valid or that they won't exist. You can still feel hurt. You can still miss the things. But God says, I can't do anything new in your life until you let go of the old. And so I'm not here to preach, y'all. I am very much a Peter disciple. Like, I, I believe God, but I will also cut you and cuss you out. So I'm not I'm not here trying to preach at anyone. I am here trying to encourage the one person that's listening, that's losing things and may feel like, Lord, like I like what else what else is left for you to take? And what I want you to understand is that he's not taking, he's making room to fill your life with the things that he has for you. And if you just shift your mindset, if you just shift your posture, you will receive all of the good things that God has in store for you. So that's my maestro moment of the week. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap up today's show. I needed a break, but I can't lie. It feels damn good to be back. Your mental and emotional health should always be paramount. But if you can, you should always get back to the things that bring you joy. And for me, that's this podcast that's having you guys as listeners. That's Fears Unfiltered. So until next time, love yourself, be good to your family and friends, and always remember to make the best of every day God gives you. I love y'all for loving me, and I'll see you guys next week.